This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, in this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes at BKFC 52, and that goes down on October the 20th. We have Joao Guerra getting out there to knuckle up and toe the line against Trevor Loken, and great having Trevor on Bare Knuckle Radio. How's your day going there, man? Uh, I just started, actually. I was about to get the sauna suit on and go run. Yeah, I was going to say, like, whereabouts are you mostly kind of honing the skills like what does the schedule look like at this point in the training camp like I feel like you know you're probably at like a key juncture in the training camp like how is it looking at this point leading into the fight uh so obviously um we don't know too much about the guys so it's it's mostly just you know working on what I need to work on uh no new skills are being added at this point it's just uh non-stop training getting calories off and getting the weight down um, right now, I'm, you know, I train every day in the morning and, and, you know, I do two days and, uh, that's pretty much it. A lot of, a lot of technical work, um, and cardio, just pushing cardio. Yeah. And I'm kind of wondering like specifically where you're at. It looks like modern warrior is the place you're training. Is that the case? Oh, uh, so I'm, I'm mostly at Battleborn BJJ and MMA under Kelly Anderson. Um, and then I go down on Sundays to Modern Warrior and train with Keith Richardson. Um, but I, I hang my hat at, at Battleborn. Um, it's been it's been a pretty great place for me to train. Um, definitely recommend it to anybody. Yeah, and I was guess I was just curious in that sense because I was seeing Battleborn BJJ. Seems like you've gotten some great training at different spaces over the years. I also saw some wrestling going down at. Rufus Sport a while back with Rafael Stott, so a lot of great looks. It seems like. Yeah, I've been around. Um, I like to I like to train anywhere I can. Uh, I, I did a brief stint at, at Rufus Sport when I was younger. Uh, it was back when I was twenty years old, so it's been a long time now. Um, but definitely great looks up there. Uh, great to train with people who've been in the octagon and you know. A lot of guys there were up in, were in Bellator, so um, I got to look at, at talent at a young age, uh, so it was, it was pretty good for me. Um, but after that, I was at Gracie Raleigh for a long time, and I just moved up to High Point uh, a couple months ago, so I've been doing almost all my training at, at Battleborn, and uh, I just I, I started going down to, to Modern Warrior pretty recently. Um, but there's a, a really good group of guys there, and Keith is great, so uh, it's definitely a great place to work in. Yeah, I was going to say tremendously motivated individually, for sure, but I feel like it would be great working with somebody who's readying to vie for a BKFC title in the main event on this card here. Just that certain like camaraderie leading into like the individual tasks when both of you guys get out there. Absolutely. I mean, he's training for a title fight, uh, and he's got... He's got a ton of experience. Uh, he's definitely a war veteran, um, so he's got a lot of insight that uh, most people don't have. Um, it's also interesting training 
somebody who's a little shorter and faster than I am versus somebody who's taller and slower. So it's it's uh, it's good looks all around. Yeah, I was going to say, is that kind of a unique look for this camp? Like, has that shored up a certain level of maybe, like, precision in your game, just facing, like, a faster kind of opposition and everything? Definitely, definitely. I mean, obviously, after my last fight, we had, you know, things to look at. Um, my my timing and and, uh, and technical, you know, prowess need to get there a little bit more. So um, I've been, you know, trying to slow things down, not trying to rush in as much. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, again, we don't know much about this guy, so there's no telling whether he's going to, you know, try to free train me or whether he's going to sit back and be technical. So we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, because I was going to say, I mean, he does have previous BKFC experience, but maybe not a lot one can, you know, take and make a game plan around because the fight was about, like, 72 seconds, his fight against Alberto Blas at BKFC 49. So, yeah, I mean, maybe not a lot to pull from something like that to make a game plan around. Yeah, there's not too much. Uh, as, as well as he's, Alberto Blas is no, no slouch, so you can't take anything away from the kid at all and you can't really uh you know base way too much on the performance that different weight class so he could be a whole nother fighter all the way around just don't know won't know until i get in there with him but we're you know working on what i need to work on i want to fight my fight not his so that's the game plan as now well, I think it's a very intriguing juncture for you at this point. Because I saw that post you had a bit ago where you were saying, if you think I learned my lesson, you're fucking wrong. I'm swinging for the fences. And you had the explosive debut. You're looking to kind of, you know, get the train back on the tracks. But again, similar situation to your opponent. And as far as, like, great opposition, so not, like, a huge setback per se. Like, how would you, I guess, characterize the general mindset heading into this third BKFC fight here? Um... Well, uh, I, I get in there to, to make the fans happy and nothing else. I mean, all my fights are going to be, they're going to be one-round fights. They're going to be knockouts, whether I'm the one on the ground at the end or it's my opponent. I, I'm there to, you know, throw hands. I'm not there to patty kick. I'm not there to dance around five rounds. I don't want an overtime round. Uh, I do the training for, for the full five, you know. My cardio is there, but I'm there to blow my cardio out of the water in the first round and yeah it, most people just can't can't handle that kind of pressure um and those who can you know I, one of us is going to get knocked out there's just no way to go a full five rounds throwing as hard as you can um i want to be an exciting fighter i want to be you know one of the guys who when i'm on the card i want people to know they're going to get their money's worth so that's what I mean when I'm, you know, saying stuff like that in my posts and, and saying I'm going to swing because I, I am. I'm going in there to, to throw down. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the track record definitely speaks for itself. And it seems like you're also maybe down the line eyeing a bit of gold as well, which is always a great thing to, you know, aspire to. And it seemed like, based on some articles, I was seeing that, like, the bare knuckle was almost like something you were looking to do even a bit before MMA, like in the sense of wanting to get into it professionally so it seems like you're really you know loving the sport and have like you know a lot of like long-term kind of goals and vision for what you want to do with bkfc definitely definitely um i can i can see myself wearing a belt in the future for sure uh obviously 
obviously there's going to be setbacks, uh, but I'm not one to, to shy away from adversity. Um, I'm here to fight, and it's, that's why it's called fighting. You know, you can't just walk all over everybody. So um, I think the 45 divisions had uh, a come up recently. There's a lot of big names now, a lot of guys who weren't there a year ago. Uh, so it, it's going to be a, a haul uh, to get the to gold, you know. Um, there's a, a lot of talent, and BKFC is growing every day, so it'll be cool. I definitely wanted to do BKFC for a long time. I, I wanted to, to fight bare knuckle for a long time, so it, it, it's kind of cool to see things come to fruition. And you've had kind of a whirlwind journey. I mean, you just technically began your career in this sport at the beginning of the year, so it seems like you're getting you know good strength of schedule as part of it too. my coach were talking about you know we felt like it was forever getting this fight you know after the last one it, it felt like an eternity trying to get another fight but looking back on it you know we're this is the third one in a year we're hoping to get the fourth one in by the end of the year too you know hopefully i run through this guy and and tack on another one maybe i jump on the december card um but yeah it's been wild uh going from five and oh in mma amateur that is uh over the span of five years you know five opponents in five years is nothing that's that's no strength schedule and going from that to taking not only my first uh bare knuckle fight but my first professional combat sports event uh against a seven-time ufc veteran and then you know right after that back to back going against number three ranked featherweight in the world in bare knuckle uh pretty wild so um i'm hoping to just keep it going i want the train to keep rolling uh i want to fight big names you know after this guy i want to take another fight as quickly as possible and you know just keep going with it um but yeah i feel like i'm an exciting fighter i feel like promotion will see that and that's why they're allowing me to get you know most most fighters don't get three four fights a year so Hopefully I can keep going with that and keep the volume up and, you know, stay healthy and keep fighting, keep making fans happy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there is a lot of upside being that you're, you know, a younger guy too and, you know, have that tremendously exciting fight style. So definitely makes sense. But yeah, it is an interesting time in the division and the fact that, you know, your previous opponent is in there at number three now kind of intriguing and maybe sort of informs what your arc going forward could be but yeah like what are your thoughts on that general like top part of the division like what do you see kind of playing out there it would maybe seem like kai stewart would defend against howard davis i feel like i've heard datna win's name pop up a time or two but nothing really official yet like is that something you kind of think about or observe from a distance at all definitely um so i i I like the the kai stewart uh louis lopez fight um I think it was a little premature to choose two to fight for the belt, but you got to have somebody with a belt. Um, I think Kai's a, a good fighter. Um, it's interesting. There's, there's a lot of personalities in 45. There's a lot of people gunning for the belt. There's a couple who are 3-0, and and I know Duran is 4-0 now. Um, so he's going to be gunning for the belt, and you know they're, they're already having little scuffles at fights and whatnot, so... I think uh, Duran's name is in there uh, to fight for the belt. I think Brandon is, is you know, just as close as anybody else. Um, it's it's tough to decide who 
Yeah, I definitely agree, man. Definitely a very you know, talent-rich division, to say the least. But a bit earlier, you were kind of referencing the MMA experience, and I was seeing some, you know, grappling, you know, experiences as well, and doing the research on you. Like, how much does that benefit you, that previous knowledge in this BKFC rule set, just with that, you know, active clinch and everything like that? It seems like it would, you know, benefit you a great deal, having that experience coming over into bare knuckle. Uh, so the, it's weird. There's, there's things that do, there's things that you wouldn't think, uh, would help that do. And there's things that you would think would help that don't. Um, I think cardio wise, it's, uh, it's a benefit because you're training for five minute, you know, and you know, five, five minute MMA rounds when you're talking about a title fight for MMA, uh, grappling is a whole nother kind of cardio, um, I think that it, it benefits you in, in terms that you go full out two minutes and, and not feel too terrible until you get to that, you know, fourth and fifth round. Um, I think that wrestling uh, takes a, uh, it. It's hard because you it doesn't help the technical aspect of boxing, but it helps the, the grind of it, if that makes sense. Um, wrestling kind of brings out the dog in you a little bit more when you get into these heavy exchanges uh, and in those clinch positions, like you said, um, where to get your head offline when you have a collar tie, that kind of thing. Uh, it's just all around is completely different. It's a new world for me. Um, it's it's There's been a, a heavy learning curve for me. Um, but I, I feel like I'm getting there and I feel like over, you know, in the two or three more fight camps with it and I think I'll I'll be a top contender for sure yeah that is fair it does seem like a lot of learning on the job in a certain sense although it seems like in recent years like the last couple there's been certain you know dynamics where people can spar bare knuckle pseudo like for instance I know Reggie Barnett Jr. uses like more like the four rounds gloves but I've also talked to boxers who will use like the more normative like Queensbury rules like larger you know glove sizes like what do you kind of lean towards as far as sparring are you like a big gloves kind of guy or more like the mma gloves to replicate the range it's, it's tough to find sparring partners who are willing to spar with with little gloves uh with that being said i would prefer it i prefer to spar with like uh you know seven ounce bubble gloves you know like mma bubble gloves um just so you're getting the feel of it, the, the thing about sparring with big gloves is that your defense is way more solid with big gloves than it is without. You know, you, you can block way more punches just by covering up. Um, you, you can parry easier because it's just, a, you know, it's a big pad in front of your face that, that anything they throw at you, you're touching in some way, shape, or form. Whereas when you're sparring with little gloves or when you're sparring with, like, you know, MMA gloves or bubble gloves, uh, a, a lot more punches get through. Um, even when you have a full guard up, they come around, uh, they go right up the middle, uh, you're still getting hit in the forehead. That's the kind of stuff you have to be really wary of in BKFC. You can't just sit behind a closed guard and think you're going to be okay. The punches are going right through it. Uh, not only that, if you block a punch, you know, you have your hand on the side of your head and you block a full right hand, you're still breaking uh, the metacarpals in your hand. So it's uh, completely different all the way around. I would prefer 
just to get the feel of it. Um, speed is a whole other thing. Uh, it's great to spar with, with the 16-ounce uh, gloves because you can throw a lot harder and you don't have to worry so much about hurting your opponent or hurting your hands, but uh, you're just not getting the feel for how fast somebody's going to throw at you without you know without a glove on. You're not getting the feel of, of how you need to block and you know how your parries need to be without the little gloves on. So um, I like the yes. That's, that's a big it's been a big thing I've been thinking about over you know the past year. Yeah, I mean, fair consideration. Just interesting to you know see each people's like methodologies in this kind of like ever evolving sport. Like everyone has like their own things they're trying out and workshopping. It's just kind of an interesting time. Oh yeah, we're, we're really early. We'll see it evolve a lot more. Yeah, for sure. Definitely agree. I guess one of the last things I wanted to touch on and it seems like you almost kind of touched on it a bit earlier too just with your last five fights across two combat sports ending in round one are we seeing that streak continue in this next one? Oh yeah oh yeah yeah I, I don't i don't see myself having a bare knuckle fight that goes the distance it's, i don't i don't i just don't see that being possible we knew going into the last one it was either going to be me or him you know we didn't know believe it or not with, with marcus it was a toss-up because we were like, this is a a uh, pretty technical guy. He's been around the block. He's not just going to rush in. He's going to, you know, circle. He's going to be really elusive. Um, I think I did a good job of just cutting him off uh, and being the much longer fighter. It's hard for him to get away. But um, going into the last one, we, we pretty much knew as a camp uh, – it's going to be me or him, so I'm going to have to get into a firefight and we'll see what happens. Um, that's the way it's going to be for all my fights. I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie and say I'm going to be the technical guy. I'm, I'm in there to, to, you know, get the job done. I don't want to be in there for five rounds. I'm sure my opponent doesn't, so uh, uh, hopefully he steps up and swings with me. But if he doesn't, I'm still going to knock him out. It's, it's going to be a first round no matter what. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny, like, it was after the Rimmage fight, I think you posted something saying, it looks like I trained in a bar for this one, technicality is overrated. Yeah, it is overrated in BKFC, one punch can end it all, so, um, yeah, that, that one did look like a training in a bar. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just want to keep my fights short and exciting, uh, I want people to know that when I'm getting in the ring, I'm getting in there, they, they're gonna see a knockout. You know, and that's, that's how you grow a fan base, and people like to watch that kind of thing. It's sad, but it's true. Yeah, I mean, they definitely enjoy watching Trevor Loken get out there for sure, but you've been great with your time, man. I want to be mindful of the rest of your schedule, though. So in saying that, is there maybe any kind of final parting thought you'd want to add as we're sort of wrapping up here, man? Uh, not really. Um, just get down to Columbia and see the fight. Yeah, it's going to be a great one against Joao Guerrera and very excited to take in BKFC 52. And yeah, very excited to see your fight on October the 20th, man. Thanks for the time and coming on and all. But, you know, looking forward to seeing that. But until then, just have a good rest of your day too there, Trevor. Yeah, you too, man. Thank you for having me on. This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting 
Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for him in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on. $50 buys.